Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Moral Hangover Podcast. It is our one-year episode. Yes, we've made it 365 days. I'm your host, Katie Dombrowski, and I'm here with my producer, Victoria Bruno. Yeah, we did it. I know, who would have thought? I said that season one, but then here we are for season two. One year in, how many episodes do we have at this point? It has to be at least 40. Yeah, it's over 40 for sure. Just constantly putting out that content. So it reminds me of that Azalea song. It's like, I've been up all night trying oh. to get that rich. I've been work, 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 work working on my, on my shit. shit. That's how I feel. Besides just staying up all night. I go to bed at like nine o'clock, 12 o'clock. That's my max. But yeah, no, lots of work has been put in to this bad boy. And we love her so much. She's our child. We love her. I call her baby pod. We're co-parents. <laughs> we literally are co-parents. We are co-parenting. We are co-parenting. Wow. I actually, we actually are. I mean, some days you have her, some days I have her. Sometimes you both have her together and we just make it work. Exactly. <laughs> really our own child. But I want to dive into this past year. Let's quickly recap our thoughts. I just keep thinking about a year ago at this time, we were sitting in your living room and, yes. you know, by the fireplace, we were. setting up the camera with the ring light, Katie was forcing <laughs> me to do photo shoots. I was like, I don't do photo shoots. Having her mom take pictures. Oh my God, I have to share the story. Please. So we're doing a photo shoot, one of the pre-photo shoots <laughs> to this podcast. And Katie envisions, she buys these clips that say dripping on them. And I'm like, and buys bubble gum and she's like we're gonna wear these clips that say dripping and you're gonna blow this bubble as my mom it's takes pictures saying of us. it like dripping like it's not like dripping like that it's like dripping like came through dripping that's what it, that's what it i was. know <laughs> i have a picture of me wearing it um so maybe i'll, I'll post it if you guys want to see it but yeah and I was just like, what did I get myself into? I did not know how to blow a bubble while taking a picture. <laughs> okay, but that photo shoot was fire and my mom was giving you direction and she was doing such a good job. I have to give her props because she has become a stage mom in the past year and she's doing a great job. Yeah, she was like, come on, Vic, how come you don't know how to do this? <laughs> wow, that feels like a while ago. It's so funny because my intern actually messaged me today and she was like, Remember when you told me about your podcast and it was just an idea and like, here we are a year later. I know. But it was really cute. Like it really has grown a lot and it's become a little child. And what's crazy is we started this in March and everyone associates March with like the start of COVID and yeah. we started this March 2nd. So at this time, like COVID existed, but we did not think that anything was shutting down. Katie and I were meeting up after work every Wednesday Mm -hmm. And like, that was our recording day. And then all of a sudden, I remember Katie was like, we're not doing any Skype interviews. Like, I want them all to be in person. I was like, all right, yeah, that works. And then uh, everything's virtual now. And like, it really worked in our favor to get guests and everything. It was honestly a blessing in disguise because I think doing it over Skype and having these interviews, like, I feel like we can talk to anyone now when we have these interviews because we have so many different personalities. Like, what you guys don't see behind the scenes, Vic edits and does an incredible job and makes it seem seamless and, like, not awkward. Like, a lot of times, like, we're just there making small talk. Like, we hop on the call, we make small talk for a little bit, and then we dive in. And you know what? Sometimes people feel uncomfortable when we ask certain questions, and that's just part of the job, and you have to learn how to, you know, migrate. And I think also, like, transitioning. So Skype's been a great way to learn how to work on your feet and talk to anyone. 
Cause I can't imagine doing it in person. Cause in person, like it is more awkward sometimes. If you're, if you don't have that personal relationship with that person and you're trying to make it act like you do, it's very hard. Exactly. And we were even having our own technical difficulties in person. Yeah. I remember that we could only record on one mic, but I think virtuals like really worked for us. And the fact that all the people that we've had, if we only had to have local Philly people. Like we would have never grown to where we are today. What was your rose and thorn? So rose being your highlight of the year and then thorn being your low light of the year with the podcast. So my rose, I'm very torn between. I would either say the fact of like getting out of my comfort zone. Um, I think that this podcast has like really pushed me to not be afraid, but like people say and like posting the stuff we post on social media, like would I've ever done that before? Probably not. But yeah, so going out of my comfort zone and then just meeting amazing guests. Like we somehow have gotten like the best freaking guests and I'm still in disbelief the people that have talked to us. Okay, and then my thorn would definitely be patience for technology. Guys, like people think doing a podcast is like easy peasy. All you have to do is record, upload, edit, can't be that bad. No, we've had so many Wi-Fi issues. Katie and I have both gotten Wi-Fi upgraded in our houses because of this podcast. Mm -hmm. And there's just always technical problems going on and it doesn't stop. You know, those, they are. And season one, season one, we would get, I mean, I would get worked up. I'm pretty sure you would get worked up too. Not as much as I would, because I was, I would nearly shit myself because I'll get so stressed out about our technical issues. But season two, you know, it happens. We just roll with it. It happens. People are used to it, especially with Skype, Zoom, whatever we're using. I mean, we can only do so much with technology. Um, exactly. I guess what I would say for my rose, my rose is getting to do what I love, which is talking to people, connecting with others, getting to learn people's stories, how they got to where they are. Um, My thorn, okay, this is like kind of the part of the job. My thorn is oversharing. Sometimes I think that- I love it. I need to say everything that I say on the podcast to people in real life because I'm like, they're going to listen to it anyway. But then maybe they're not. Maybe they're not going to listen to it. But just kind of separating my podcast personality and my personal personality, which are very similar, except my podcast personality is a little more amplified. So just making the distinction between those two and not oversharing every little detail or telling everyone every little thing that I think. Yeah, like we love our little baby pod, but do they need to know everything? No, you guys don't. No. <laughs> Like, no, no, but then I like do it in person. Like I'll be like, oh, I go to therapy. I'll just blur that out to people. And I'm like, oh my God, reel it in Katie. Like, what are you doing? I think it's okay to share that, but I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it's normal with like our company and like what we do for work, but you know, it's one of those things I have to learn now because that's not always going to be the case. So just knowing my audience, knowing my audience, reading the room and figuring out what's maybe appropriate and what's maybe not appropriate for the setting. Yeah. Which is honestly just a part of adulting. Like it really is figuring out who and what to say and when to say it. Because it's one, it's it's like that thing that my mom used to always say: if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. But sometimes I think that phrase needs to be extended to: if you are going to say anything that may rub someone the wrong way or may be a little too much for the setting, don't say anything. Rule of thumb. Yeah, exactly. And what I was thinking is the fact that. So now that we've been like out of college for almost two years now, which is like honestly really depressing when I say that out loud, but now there's people who are younger than us coming to us for advice and I'm not used to that. So I think I overshare in that aspect. Like, should I've just said that to you? No, like you're supposed to act at a new level of professionalism. And I'm like, that's just not me yet. You ever feel yeah, that but way? When we're, when, 
this is how I felt when I was in college and I would talk to people who were a few years older than me. I just think they were so put together and all this stuff. Like, yeah, like our LinkedIn's may look good, but that doesn't mean our lives are peaches and daisies every day. Like we went on too much information podcast and they were like, you guys are both so successful. And I'm like, uh, are we talking about the same people? Like, yes. On the outside, I may look very successful to someone. I feel like our careers are doing well. Our personal ventures are going well. Like, but my personal life on a day-to-day basis, you know, it's not always amazing. Bake it till we make it, baby. I was like, wow, I really appreciate you thinking I'm successful. That's so nice. It's really beauties in the eye of the beholder. It's all about, I feel like everything's relative. That's why I really think they say fake it till you make it because you yourself know so much more than the other person. So sometimes someone might not even realize that you don't know all those things and you don't need to tell them all of it. Mm -hmm. Like you fake it because you're putting on this facade. It's not being fake, but anyone puts on a a facade to someone. And I think everyone's just figuring it out. Yeah, no, no. Just how you put your facade on, basically faking it till you make it. That's what I learned about adulting. No one knows what they're doing. Not a single person. Nope, not at all. Like I was thinking about this today when I went into my bathroom. I was like, I'm going to be that mom that just is like cursing and like flinging things left and right, trying to like get her life together. Like, you remember you would see those moms who always seem perfect and put together. Like, yes, it's who I want to be, but I know I'm going to be that mom that's like, Gordy, get in the car. Like, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just going to be like, I don't have time for this. Like, let's, let's do it. Just make it happen somehow. Like you're getting to practice. I don't know how, but you're going to get there and you're going to have a clementine in your hand and you're going to eat it. I cannot wait to see you do that. I just feel like I can be a stressed out mom. I personally don't know how people do it. I, I'm only taking care of myself and I can barely do it. Like, I think I'd forget to pick them up. So we've been honored to be on other people's podcasts, but I think one of the most exciting thing that we love about what we do is having the guests and creating those relationships with them. We came up with this little idea to do a yearbook superlative of this past year of the guests that we've had. So we're both going to go through and kind of give our takes on who wins these superlatives. I'm ready. All right. I'll go first. Biggest flirt, hands down. I'm the biggest flirt. I win that. But yeah, of the guest, <laughs> of the guest, it's Connor Saley and Alec Chambers. People have notified me that they thought we were flirting in those two episodes. So obviously these two are the winners. And basically so far we've only had, what, four guys on the podcast? Four guys. Yeah. What do we take from that? Two out of the four? <laughs> two out of the four. I just think... It's masculine energy. It just, it, it just, it spices things up for it us. It spices it up. It, it turns a switch on in me. I don't know. And when do we ever talk to boys now? I mean, I talked to Andy. Never, but like, never. <laughs> this is our form of like talking to boys at the bar. It really is. Like the only boys I talk to are my dad and my dog. So this is the best thing I can get. And I mean, it doesn't hurt that they're also like Instagram famous. Like that's always great too. So I really amp up the flirting. An added bonus. Definitely. All right, best all around. Who's your pick for that? This is a hard one. I would say, hmm, I'm going to say my vote is Destiny just because Destiny was a great guest. She also has like really like helped us grow our brand. She's given us so much advice. She's done giveaways with us. So just overall, I think she's just the best all around. Yeah, shout out Exodest Design and shop Exodest. Um, class clown goes to Marshall Sandman. Marshall Sandman we've had on the podcast for an episode. We also had him on for a phone a friend. I find him hilarious and hysterical. I think he says everything that everyone's thinking. And he's the type of funny where he's very educated. So his humor is very witty and it takes you a second to think about what he's saying. 
That's how I would describe it. Yeah. And I think that you guys are like a dynamic duo. You're, you two are like a little too dangerous together. We're too dangerous. We're too dangerous. And Marshall actually is now the head of venture for Sway LA. So we're super proud of him and pumped for him. And honestly, he also wins Moral Hangover Sweetheart because he's just our man's. Like we message him all the time. Yeah, like we messaged him today about Griffin Johnson. We're like, yeah, we want to marry Griffin Johnson. Sorry, if Lindsay, if you're listening to this, Lindsay wants to marry Griffin Johnson. We can but... all marry him. I'm sure we'll get divorced so we can all have our turn. I didn't realize he was 22. At first I thought he was 18. And then I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be saying he's cute. Yeah, he's an older one of the bunch. Thank God. Because it, it really gets too pedophilia for me when I, when I see these people on TikTok and I'm like, oh my God, you're so attractive. I'm like, okay, why are you under 18? I don't know how this is a thing and you look like that. All right, cutest couple, who's your pick? We only had one couple on. Who was that? Couple? Alex and Mike. Oh my God. Yeah, okay, they win. I love Mike. I say this to everyone. I love Mike. I want to date Mike. Mike is gay, but you know what? I would, if I was a gay male, I would try to date Mike. Yeah. Alex is great too. I just like, I just love Mike. I don't know what it is. Life of the party. You take it. Marissa Lucchese. I probably said that wrong. That's why Katie says the last names, not me. We're going with it. Double shot at love. She's just clearly the party animal. She will be fun to go out with. I really hope all the guests that we've had on that are from New York City that once the pandemic's over that we actually like meet up with them. Oh, yeah. I think it just will. has to happen. All right. Most athletic. I would say um, the Bite Size Sisters. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Elise and Lexi. Yeah. They are very athletic. I really love those two girls. Shout out Lexi. She's always been super supportive of the podcast. Most changed. What do you mean by that? I would say like Brianna LaPaglia, to be honest. Yes, because we, so many people were like, how did you get Brianna on? I'm like, when we had her on, she had like under 20K yeah. followers. And this was before she got signed by Barstool. Yeah. And she was actually reaching out to me about merch. She was like, how do you make your merch? Like we were chatting back and forth all about that because we had a mutual friend from someone I went to school in Ohio with. So I would feel like she blew up a lot within this past year. Yeah, she's been killing it. Um, best hair, hands down, Danny Mayali. Danny Mayali's the queen of glam. I aspire to be as glam as her. So those are our roundups of our yearbook superlatives. Next year, we'll have to do another roundup of our yearbook superlatives. I already have a few in mind of who would win awards. But honestly, all of our guests win awards. I'm so happy they've come on and given us the time. Everyone is so busy we've had on. So it's been incredible to actually sit down and have a conversation for an hour and get to ask all the questions that we have and all the questions you guys have. I feel like I love every guest. Like there was a special place in my heart that they've picked an hour of their life to spend with us. And we yeah. like literally picked them apart. <laughs> and also it's so interesting because when we have these guests on, we're really opening up. I mean, it's not like, it's not like we're having a very superficial conversation. Our conversations usually end up in our, in us telling about something deep or talking about something that's happened to us. It's impacted us. So I feel like we build those relationships really quickly because we're unpeeling layers quickly in an hour. Yeah, no, exactly. So love our guests. They're great. I'm actually excited to see who we continue to keep booking because I mean, I feel like from season one to season two, everyone was like, holy shit, season two, like, how'd you do it? And we're just on a like, booking high. <laughs> we're on a booking high. And it's like, you just got to plug and chug. Like, this is the thing. You, it's, you start small with guests and then it just keeps going and the momentum picks up. Like, you can never second guess a guest. Like, you can never, like, we've had people who've had like no followings and they've been great people to have on the episodes. Like you can't yeah. judge it based on that. You just got to start somewhere. Another thing that we want to dive into of our yearly review. Is a yearly big, review? <laughs> yeah, our yearly review. I'm bringing out corporate terms. Our yearly review is our biggest moral hangovers. 
A lot of you know, this podcast came about from my struggle with anxiety, my first year of adulting, working in the real world, trying to figure out my life. And it was one of the biggest moral hangovers I'm trying to conquer ever. So let's talk about other moral hangovers that are in adulting because there's plenty. Every single day, I think I have accidental dread from responsibilities that I have to do. So Vic, tell us a few of your biggest moral hangovers. Well, okay. The first thing I'm going to start with is something that's really relevant to, I think, both of our lives this week. Going to doctor's appointments. Yes! I'm actually so happy you brought this up. Like, it's... I don't even know where to start. First off, you have to start making your own doctor's appointment. Like, that that's its first hurdle. The second thing is going to the doctor's appointment alone. Yeah. So I always had my mom come with me because... I don't know. I just liked having someone there. Like the doctors that I go to, I don't know if anyone else's doctors, like I'm waiting there for like an hour. So like I like having the company there. Like I don't want to just sit there by myself, whatever. So yesterday I had a doctor's appointment and I had it at a hospital. First off, I'm already freaking out that there's COVID in this hospital. I'm like, I'm just like walking into a COVID hospital. They do this whole screening. They ask me all these questions. They ask you the medications you're on. All these questions about your whole document, like everything about yourself. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to fill out this form. It's just like no one talks about how painful that is. And then you have all these thoughts like, am I about to die? Um, How do people work in healthcare? I would never. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I applaud people in healthcare so much. So I also had a doctor's appointment this week and I had to get a little biopsy and it was terrifying. My mom was not with me. I had to get a piece of my skin literally ripped off with scissors. It was so painful. I screamed, holy fuck. And then I said, sorry, if you haven't heard that word before, like (laughs) first off, they all have heard that word before, but I had to hold the nurse's hand. I I don't want to hold a random nurse's hand. I want to hold my mom's hand. Is that weird at 24? Probably. But I don't know. It's just, I feel very vulnerable at the doctors. I feel very vulnerable. And I was total spastic because I'm already anxious going into it because I'm like, oh my God, like I'm here. People probably have COVID. They see so many patients. And then I'm like, I have my issue, whatever that is trying to figure that out. So my doctor automatically, when she saw me was like, what are you spazzing out about? And I'm like, what am I not spazzing out about? (laughs) And you know, where we're really similar where I don't have many friends that I think do the same thing is I think me and you really become friends with our doctors. Like we, I tell my doctor everything. Everything. I come with a whole list of questions of things and I'm just chatting it up. And I know that you do, I've just learned that you do the same thing. And some people don't do that. I'm like, no, I become friends with the doctor by the end of the appointment. If you're seeing every area of me, like, we're being best friends. Okay. You're going to know everything (laughs) about me. Besides my body count, you're going to know everything about me. (laughs) Isn't that, always so awkward when they ask that I'm like do we need to go into the details I know I'm like just let me live my life and it's always the same questions or it's like are you a smoker like ma'am do I look like a smoker no do you see this forehead like the things like that and then well this is this is actually the good thing when people's moms are in the room if they are smokers or if they are doing like active things they don't have to say that in front of their mom but not like anything spicy is going on over here. So like my mom could be in there for that. I don't even mind. What would you say is your, like what's next on the list? What's a big moral hangover of adulting that no one talks about? Um, People sending me mail. Like stop sending me mail. I don't want to receive your mail. Stop PNC. Like it's actually, it's hurtful. It's honestly hurtful PNC. Like it really is. So because I live at home, my mail's piled up with like my parents' mail, my other siblings' mail. 
And then I never get to see, I never look at the mail. I honestly never check the mail because I'm like, oh, like my mom would just tell me, but then it's like, but my parents work all the time. The last thing they're doing is keeping up on my mail tabs. So I would get statements from the bank and like not know that I had to pay things because it was in the mail and I don't check the mail. So that honestly has been really annoying. And thank God for paperless. I've now signed everything up to be paperless. So I got emails because Good. obviously I'm going to check my email quicker before I check the mail. So that was something I had to learn the hard way. The worst though is when you sign up for paperless and they're still sending you things in the mail. It's like, I signed up for paperless for a reason. And it's funny you say mail because I hate mail too. And I just moved out of my apartment and my mom was like, oh, make sure that you tell them the post office your forwarding address. I said, I don't, I never wanted mail sent to my apartment. I never gave anyone my address. So if there's mail coming to my address, I don't want it because they should, no one should know I even live there. Yeah. I was like incognito. Well, you know, what's annoying is my 401k was paperless and I didn't know it was paperless. And my mom kept being like, where's your 401k? You're not even signed up. You're not getting any statements. And I'm like, first off, don't give me a heart attack. Second off, I'm almost positive. Like I automatically signed up for it. And then it was this whole debacle of figuring out if I signed up for it, what my account was, and then figuring out, oh, the reason I'm not getting statements is because it's paperless. (laughs) And returns. Returns, because it's my own money now that I'm spending. Like before, if I bought something with my parents' money, I'm like, oh, like, it doesn't fit, whatever, I'll just give it to my sister, I'll give it to a friend. No, if I buy something now and it doesn't fit, you bet your ass I'm going to return it within those 30 days because I want my money back. That is the whole reason why I still can't. I online shop sometimes, but I don't have like an addiction or anything to it because odds are like I am so in between a small and medium. Every store, some stores I'm a small, some I'm a medium. And so it just never works out. So I'm like, I'm just not ever online ordering because I always have to go to return it. And then putting it in the package and- It's a whole ordeal. And then you're like, you're like, am I gonna have to pay for shipping? Am I not? Because some people, some companies will have it prepaid and other people won't. That is a struggle. But then I hate shopping in store. I don't like if I'm crunched on time and I'm trying to shop in store and I can't find what I want. That's like my biggest pet peeve when it comes to the shopping world. But then at the same time, I don't want to wait in line if I have to return something like at a store. Because sometimes it's easier to just go to the store if it's like in a mall near you and return it. But then it's like you're waiting in line because honestly, we have no time now. Like that's the biggest thing I realized from adulting is we have like no time. And this time I do have, like I want to maximize it. So I try to make things as simple as possible. Oh, also the stores now, they have the better things online now. Yeah, they have such bad inventory in store. It's disgusting. Exactly. So that's a huge disappointment, huge flop, whatever. But my trick though to combating that is shopping boutiques. That's the best way to do it if you're going to shop is because they have a lot of inventory because a lot of them aren't online and they'll have things that other people don't have. So you're kind of like not matching with everyone. There's nothing worse than when you show up to a homecoming dance and you're wearing the same dress as someone. Or like you go out to a bar and you're literally wearing the same outfit as five other people because you all shop at Zara. So it just gives like a little bit of like uniqueness to your outfit. That was always my biggest fear in college. Really? Yeah, you don't want to show up to formal with someone having the same dress. And everyone shops at the same places. Oh, that is actually bad. Yeah, that is bad. Mm -hmm. Back to when you were saying that we just don't have time in our day. And I was talking about this with my one of my really good friends, Daniela. Shout out, Daniela. I don't know if she listens or not, but she better. But we don't talk for weeks on weeks. But Whenever we talk again, we just like pick up where we left off and we're both on a mutual understanding of like, we are both so busy. Like she's in grad school right now. Like I work, even if you're not busy after work and you have nothing going on, you're so go, go, go during the day that your first thought 
after work is not let me text one of my friends to catch up. Your thought is let me either work out, let me sit on the couch and watch TV, let me eat yeah. dinner. And then yeah. you're like, oh, God, it's finally bedtime. And then you get excited to go to bed. And then each day goes by and you're like, oh, crap, I didn't text that friend. Um, so like that's a thing like you have to be really like intentional about reaching out to friends because 100%. if not, like days just go by. Yeah, like when I get the downtime, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to talk to anyone like because I totally agree. Like I feel like I never have downtime. Like we work, we do the podcast, we work out, we eat dinner. And then by that time I shower, it's like eight, nine o'clock. I go to bed by like nine thirty, ten. 10. And so I used to be really good about like keeping in touch with friends. And I did this again, where I like put a reminder on the first day of the month on my calendar. It's not to be the you first do? day like, for me. Well, it wasn't the first day this time, but yeah. I started the reminder for the first of like next month, just to check in with my like closest group of friends and be like, Hey, how are you? Like just a simple text like that, open the conversation, see how they're doing. That's actually really smart. Yeah. We'll see if I keep up with it. But like, that's what I used to do just to make sure that I'm like checking in with people and like staying on top of it. But it's like annoying. It's annoying that I have to like schedule that, you know, like that's like a thing that I don't want to do, but I know I have to do. Cause like, and then you're like, what if they're not even free right now? Yeah. But I think that's how texting goes nowadays. I feel like texting, there's no, like, yes, people want a response within 24 hours, but a lot of times texting is like, I may not answer for a few hours. True. I get that. But also like a lot of my friends aren't the best texters that I have. So my approach is like FaceTime or so mm -hmm. it's so hard for me to remind myself like you need to FaceTime this person. Yeah. I like a call though. I honestly think I like a call better than a FaceTime. Really? Yeah, because if I'm on a call, I can like go to the bathroom. I can like walk around. I can eat. Like I can do other things. I feel like when I'm doing a FaceTime, I lose oh. the functionality of my hand. Like I think like I have to constantly be looking and like giving you my full attention and acting like I'm engaged. But if I'm on the phone, I can be like multitasking. Trying to Interesting. Do I think that's very old school of you yeah i don't mind a facetime if i'm like in bed and like not doing anything but if i'm like doing things i'd prefer a phone call noted i will call you from now on i, I usually answer anything you do so it doesn't <laughs> matter if it's like a phone call or a facetime i'll 100 still answer it so don't worry but with all these adulting takeaways really the only way to manage it is productivity and a lot of you ask us how we stay organized and what our tips are. So we're just going to kind of run through them of what works for us. What works for us may not work for you, but this is kind of how we've balanced having a job, having a podcast and trying to maintain sanity. So whenever I start a new job, my first question that I ask everyone is like, how do you organize? And even though like yeah. someone else's organization may not help yours, you may at least want to try it and then be like, ooh, you get inspired to be organized like even a different way. So like that's something I've been doing between like, I still can't decide if I prefer writing to-do list down or typing to-do list down. Mm -hmm. And it really is like an internal battle with both. me. I do both. Yeah. It's, and I'm it's like, where the fuck is that list? Exactly. I'm like, some days I'm like, oh, I like it better type. Some days I'm like, I don't want to write it all down. So yeah, but that's just a personal problem. No, that is a struggle. Okay, what's our first tip? My first tip is everything goes on the calendar. If you want to actually get anything done, put it on the calendar. You taught me that. I mean, I don't do that for working out. Like, I, I should probably do that for working out, but I don't. But... Like if it's a phone call with someone, like even my phone calls with my friends, like if I'm like, hey, I'm going to FaceTime you on this day, like I won't do it unless there's something on the calendar to hold me accountable to it. So that, and then like, even when we have guests on, we always send a calendar invite of like a little blurb of, hey, excited to chat with you. Here's the Zoom info. We'll be sending an outline for your approval of like questions. So 
literally, I think just having Google Calendar and always having the reminder set up on the calendar. So I like to do a reminder a week in advance and then a day in advance. So I can prep and on my radar, I'm like, okay, this is coming up. And then the day before I'm like, oh, I really got to buckle down and like prepare for this. You know, I always wondered, so Katie set those reminders up on the moral hangover email and I have that link to my phone. So for the longest time before recently, when you told me that you like to do that, I was like, why the hell am I getting a reminder that this is a week away? Because I always thought like, clearly I should know this by now, but I didn't know you can set like a week before reminder. Like I always thought reminders were like the day of something or 30 minutes before. And I'm like, oh my God, the interview's happening right now. And then it's like, no, it's a week away. And I was like, why the hell am I getting this notification that this interview is a week away? And now yeah. it makes sense that that like kind of like reminds you like, oh, that's coming up next week. And I kind of like that. Yeah. Well, also for the guests too, I do it. So if they're like, oh, I forgot about this, or if they have to cancel, they have that reminder of, okay, I have this coming up. Like, can I still do it? Yeah, I like it. That That's really smart of you. And thank you for showing me that because I'm always loving my you new are organization. The most welcome. The most <laughs> welcome. My second tip for productivity is setting time blocks. So I kind of do this mentally. I don't write this down, but I do this mentally, like when I'm looking at my week. So if I'm, if it's a Sunday night and I'm seeing like, okay, what meetings I have coming up this week, I think of, okay, when can I squeeze in like my laundry? I'm like, okay, I see I have a free lunch hour. When can I squeeze in my laundry? When can I squeeze in that like episode right up? Oh, I see. I have two hours here. I'll just do it then. And it's like a mental thing. Like I'll look at my calendar and then I'll mentally say to myself, so we need to get done on this day. And then by this day, you need to get this done. Do you do any type of like time blocking? I think I only do it on days that I'm very free and I have a lot to get done because in the day I'm like, very overwhelmed because I'm like, I have to do X, Y, and Z. And then I literally will write down, I'll either put it in a calendar, I'll write it down, like do this from this hour, this from this hour, because other than that, like I won't, I won't know where to start. I'll get like really panicked, but I only do it on the days that like I'm free all day and I have a lot to do because then you're like, how do I organize this all? You know? Mm -hmm. Like a priority list. That was like the biggest thing for me even working was, and the podcast, like coming with the priority list, like what needs to get done? Like what can get done? If, what can get done if I have extra time? And I'm like, what's something that's just like on the radar that you don't have to do necessarily like today or this week, but just like coming up. Yeah. And I almost feel like that's one of my biggest tips because so I've been living at home with my mom and she's always like stressing out sometimes like way more than I do. And she's like, I have so much to do today, blah, 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 like waste her time complaining. And I'm like, that's what we can't do. Like you can't, waste your time complaining because you're looking at the full picture and that's actually taking away from you getting anything done you need to think like what do i want to get done first and just do it and it's so hard to do because i still struggle with it you have to just not think about those other tasks and you have to just focus yeah. on the one at hand and get it done and do it task by task because when you're looking at the big picture it's not going to get done you're going to cry because you're like what the hell i have so much shit going on i can't do it all but when you but literally I kinda like it. the drama of it. I kind of like the drama of that feeling. Well, it pushes you. I'm definitely the type that like, I'm like, okay, I got to get it done. And then I cry. And then I'm like, okay, task by task. But no, <laughs> it's like the rush. Yeah, the, the rush. rush. I'm like, is it going to get done or is it not? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like it makes my heart speed up a little bit. I'm like, okay, heart's pumping. Like creative juices are flowing. Like got to get this done. Will it happen? Start the clock now. Do you ever feel like though times that you're not as stressed and it's not a rush, you won't get anything done because you're like, la dee da. Like I work when I'm like what you just said, like time's on the clock. Like, let's go. 
I don't know. I honestly can't remember the last time I had free time, to be honest. Like, I feel like, like I constantly create many projects for myself in my head. And then I'm like, oh, I got to do this today. And like, do I though? Like I actually, I was listening to a clubhouse today. Um, subtle plug. If you're on clubhouse at us, I'm at, at Katie Dom. You're at Vic Bruno. I was in this conversation about social media and this girl was saying that she gives herself opportunities from social media. And I'm like, I need to start doing that because it feels like a full 24 seven job responding to people on DMS, make creating TikToks, creating different type of content. Like it's an 24 seven thing and it wears me out and it shouldn't wear me out. I'm like, why does this wear me out? Cause then I'm like juggling other things. I'm like, you know what, going forward, I need to make sure that when I'm working on things, doing it five days a week and then giving myself actually two days off or like attempting at two days off and like just relaxing and like getting my laundry done, not on my two days off, doing it while I'm working. So I don't have to worry about it on my day off and actually yeah. like enjoying myself. Exactly. That's a personal problem though. My other tip to really maximize your day is deleting social media apps, which is kind of contradictory to what I just said about being on social 24 seven. But like, if I really need to focus and get something done, I'll delete Instagram, I'll delete TikTok, I'll delete any type of distraction so that I can just like focus on the task at hand. So I'm not wasting time doing those other things. I love that you do that because I remember when we were at work together, we were at like some workshop together and I was like, oh, check this on Instagram. And you're like, oh, I deleted Instagram. And then you like re-downloaded it. And I was like, I love that you just like delete a whole social media app. Like I can't oh, do that thing. because I hate deleting apps because I'm like, well, then you got to retype in your password. You have to do this. You have to do that. And I'm like, no, I don't have time for that. I can't delete the app. I think it's too much work. So I admire that you do it that. It is a lot of work, but then you always get the newest version. <laughs> Whenever you re-download <laughs> it, which I do like 50 times in a week, I always get the newest version. Do you have your likes back or no? No. I That's don't have some BS. Back. It's fine. Though. I honestly like it because I can't judge people based on how many likes they get anymore. So I can only see my likes that I get, but I can't see other people's likes, which is kind of nice, honestly. Okay. My last tip is prioritizing sleep and exercise, really prioritizing anything that gives you peace. And by peace, it's like whatever gives you like a little joy in life, prioritizing those types of things that you don't feel like you're constantly going, going, going. Like if you got a promotion, like celebrating that win, like, I don't know, doing something special to make yourself feel good about whatever you did or you accomplished. Or if that's even like, if you just love watching movies, sitting by yourself, eating your favorite food, do that. Or if you love getting a good night's sleep, make sure you're getting time for that. Just putting time into like the little things that you love and find necessary to like make you function and happy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because sometimes you may think if I stay up this one hour longer to get this done rather than sleep, well, it's going to be a ripple effect because then you're going to wake up more tired. You might not even do your best work. This is literally me today. Me today. I've experienced this. Really? <laughs> so yes. I'm subbing you. But if you just went to sleep earlier, then you'd feel better the next day and then you'll get that thing done. Unless it's like this is due at this time, then I guess cram it out. But you really have to, like you said, prioritize, basically prioritize your self-care first. Like like taking yourself on a date. That's kind of what I yeah. equate like my self-care. Like that's what I like, what I think of, like taking yourself on a date, like doing things that make you happy. Like when I'm bored or like yeah. sad or in a bad mood, what I love to do is like go to the mall. I love to go to the mall, look around, see what's there. I may not even buy anything, but it's like gets me out of the house, gets me walking, like gives me something to do. I love going That's to the mall my alone. 
I love it too. Cause I don't have to worry about someone who's like, what do you think of this on me? And I hate waiting for other people at the mall. Like my two sisters are the biggest slow pokes at the mall. Like I'm constantly like, I find what I want and I'm good. And I'm like, all right, checking out. And my two sisters just like fart around in the mall all day. And I'm like, okay, like move it or lose it. Yeah. The mall is like a fun place to like go on a date with yourself. Yeah. You just got to go by yourself. Cause you have a certain way you want to get it done. And like, you know what you want to look at and you don't want to spend time at stores you don't want to be at. You inspired me. I feel like I want to do that this weekend. You should. I'll probably do it too. Okay, now we're going to play a little fun game since we are girls who love to play games, if you didn't know. So, truth or drink, we're going to ask each other alternating questions. So, Vic, unless you want to ask me this one, what's your worst habit? It's going to be really gross and I don't even think you know it. I like to like really pick my nails and it's really gross. Wait, that's not that gross. And I like to pick my toenails. That's... Is that is that is that gross? Like, but that's definitely my worst habit. Like, I'll do it in front no, of Andrew, and he's like, "Can you nails. stop? Like, that's disgusting." And I'm like, "I just can't. I'm so stressed right now." <laughs> no, I stress pick. My, I've definitely stress picked my toenails before. Yeah, that's a thing. People do it. No one wants to admit to it. People do it. Okay. Well, yeah, that's my worst habit. Okay, what's the weirdest dream that you've ever had? I've had a lot of weird ones. What's the um, most like fresh to mind? Top of head, whatever. <laughs> I had a dream I like made out with my neighbor. That was really weird. Um, my neighbor I've never seen or talked to, like maybe once in my life in sixth grade. That's that was great. weird. Uh I had a dream I was gonna get kidnapped one time. I was in a field of daisies and all of a sudden I was walking and I fell through a trap and then I was like jailed. And then the other week I had a dream that my teeth were all falling out. And then I woke up and I was like touching my teeth because I was like, oh my God, are they still there? Because you're taking melatonin. Oh. Melatonin messes with your dreams. Yeah, I'm like hallucinating in my dreams basically. So yeah, (laughs) those have been my most recent dreams. Love to hear it. All right. Do you cover your eyes during a scary part of a movie? Hell yeah. I cover my ears, my eyes. I go la, 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 la. So I can't hear it. I do the same thing. I don't want, like, I don't even watch scary movies. If someone watches one with, with actually, I don't think I ever told you this. I was at a boy's house and this uh-huh. was like a recent boy. Um, I was watching a scary movie at his house and he like put some movie on about like crucifixion. And it's like five minutes in and this person's like bloody getting crucified. And I'm like, what is that? And I'm really screaming. <laughs> screaming like that I'm like turn that off I'm like this is not okay and then he's like no they should just shoot him they should just shoot him I'm like why are you saying that like why are you telling them to shoot him like this is disturbing (laughs) that is great because I I hate blood I can't stand blood even though right now I'm watching the Sopranos like I'll like close my eyes when they kill the person whatever um but I was at my friend Katie my other friend Katie's house and I was like, we can't. She put on Pulp Fiction. Have you ever watched that? No. I have no desire to watch that. Don't ever watch it. She was being it for Halloween. So I was like, fine, I'll watch it with you. And I was like, is it scary? She's like, no, not scared at all. People are being shot. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Kate, like, why, why, why is this on? And I was just like texting the whole time because I was like, can we please turn this off? And she like really wanted to watch it. And I love her to death. But I was like, all right, Katie, this is this is getting a little too much for me. And she no. was just like loving the movie. I was like, no, 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 this is a no for me. Honestly, I did the rudest thing. If people are like, if I'm watching me with my family, I'll literally just get up. Like, I'll halfway through that and be like, I just don't care for this anymore. I'll walk around. I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. I'm tapped out. Okay, what would you do if you could be invisible? Ooh, I'm excited to hear your answer to this. It's really not that juicy. I think I would just creep on people and see what they're doing when they're alone. 
if you could hire someone to do one thing for you, what would it be? I kind of wanted this question for myself, but you answer it. Okay, well, you answer it too. No, no, no. It's for you. Yours would be everything. Um, (laughs) (laughs) How did you know? (laughs) How did you know? Mine would be my laundry. Fun fact, guys. The other day, I really didn't want to clean my room. And my mom owed me $30. And I was like, if you clean this right now, (laughs) you don't have to pay me back. And she was like, of course. Because my mom loves to clean. And I was like, that was amazing. I was like, that was the best $30 I ever spent. And she cleaned. That's amazing. So yeah, that's my mom and I have different like levels of cleanliness. So like, I just know if I ever had her clean my room, like it would just never be to my standard. No, my mom's like an organized freak, Marie Kondo, whatever. If it doesn't bring you joy, throw it out. That's what she is all about. No, I'm here for that. Like I throw shit out left and right because like I don't fucking need it. It's good to do that. You know what I do with clothes? If I wear something I put the hanger the other way so I'll have all the hangers going I guess like upward where the that's not that doesn't make sense but no I know what you're saying the hangers a certain way and then if I wear it I'll flip the hanger to show that I've worn it and then I get rid of the things that I haven't worn that are not flipped that is brilliant yeah that may be your best productivity tip there is thank you thank you and then I just get rid of everything that's not there Okay. Have you ever danced on a table drunk? Like when have I not? Like when have I not? That's my go-to. I love an elevated surface. I love attention. I want everyone to know that I'm in the room. Always. I love Even when dance. I go out in New York, like I'm always on a table or elevated. Yeah. I love a great elevated surface. See, but I wanted to ask you that. Cause like, I don't know if you would do that or not. 100%. Okay. I'm here. I was I saying like the only thing that I miss is, um, like of not being in a bar is dancing in a bar and embarrassing myself. Who is the most inappropriate person you've ever had a crush on? Um, I regret to say this out loud, but the guy Q Riggs on TikTok, Quentin, he's one of the boys with Sway House. I used to thought I used to think he was like the cutest guy in the world. Look at him now, not so much. I have um, no idea who that is. I wish I knew what he looked like. Can you give someone people like okay, give another one. Like one people know. People just look him up. He's like a TikTok boy. But the reason it's so inappropriate is I looked up his age at the time and he was 16. Oh, and I was heartbroken. I was like, what the what? I'm like, that's the thing about TikTok is you have a crush on these boys that you're seeing. and You're like, oh, he's cute. And then you're like, he's a child. Like, that's disgusting. So that's what I would say is inappropriate. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely inappropriate. I'll give you that. Okay, what would make you swipe immediately right? I'd love to hear this because I feel like you're immediately left. (laughs) A few things, a few things. You have to have a good first picture. You have to put your best self in your first picture because that's the first thing people see. Like a lot of people don't even scroll. So I would say putting a good first picture, like your best shot. And then I like people who actually give thought into their answers, like something that's funny and witty in their answers. That always has me laughing and I love those and I'll just like it's a great way to make conversation if someone has witty answers because then you can just respond to that I like it a job also doesn't hurt so like those are my three <laughs> love it before we wrap up I really want to reminisce on this whole year it has been a journey there have been trials and tribulations there have been good moments there's been highs there's been lows there's been roses there's been thorns but I think the best thing that happened was meeting all these people, getting to talk to them and dive in about who takes coffee shits, 
who has had bad relationships, which like a lot of them have. Like I feel like every person we've interviewed has had like a toxic relationship we dove into. And a lot of the people we had have been like entrepreneurs who've either started a business or started a huge following somehow and like figuring out their tips and tricks of their success. It's honestly been a learning experience overall. And I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for everything the platform has brought us within the past year. And I'm eager to see what it continues to do. I know. And we always give credit to all our guests that we've had that's really made the episode. But this past year, like we wouldn't have done it without like our dynamic like partnership. We balance each other so well. Like with things that I'm good at, you may lack or the things that you're really good at, I lack. And just like together, we are just like a yin and the yang. Like we could be very opposite, but at the core, both of us, like our values are the same. Our dream is the same. And we just like both have a determination to make this work. And so many people, I feel like might want to start a podcast with a friend and it just like doesn't work out. And like they can't align on things. And I just feel like me and you just always align on things. And we're like not afraid to like communicate with each other. And we just like make this happen. And if it wasn't for each other, like pulling each other up, like we would have never made this beautiful little baby we have. Yeah. I think in general, just supporting your friends, like supporting your friends, either if it's you do a podcast or if something good happens to them, like you never want to be that person who people remember for making someone feel bad. And I think part of the great thing with the podcast is like, I feel like we're both pretty, pretty positive and that's why people like coming on because it's a fun, happy atmosphere. Um, and we try to lift up women as much as we can and lift up any, honestly, anyone who has a story to share, we want to lift you up. We want you to feel like you have a safe space to share that story and be on this platform. Exactly. I know that sounds so professional, but it's honestly the truth. Like, I think what's great about podcasts is you get to see the raw vulnerable side that you don't see in people's YouTube, that you don't see in people's TikToks, that you don't see on their curated Instagram feed. Like it's real conversations that a lot of things like you can't edit out because they're talking about it mid-sentence and you get to see a side of the person that you don't get to see on their other platforms. It's fun. It's a fun little hobby and it's been a huge business venture for us. And like speaking of our one year, we have a few things that are launching that we're super excited about and we've put so much time and energy into like, I can't wait until this week is over, but (laughs) we are launching our one year merch. You can get either a Sunday scaries, a adulting or an adulting is hard. We thought those three fit us best. Um, I wear them every single day. I actually just wore mine to the grocery store last night. I love them. They're super comfy. Whatever you like, we have plenty of options for you. Definitely check that out. That link will be in our bio. And we're so excited to celebrate our one year with you. Thank you all for listening and coming on this journey with us. We know the beginning episodes were rough to listen to. We know it, but we're coming into our own and we just wouldn't be able to do it all without you guys who follow us and who actively engage with us. So thank you. We appreciate you so, so, so much. And we can't wait until COVID's over so we can throw a live podcasting event. Then we'd want all of you guys to come. A little podcast meetup. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, if you're not following us yet, follow us at The More Hangover Podcast. We have new episodes every Monday. And you can stream us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. All right. We love you all. And we will see you next week. Have a fantastic week. And thank you and happy birthday to The Moral Hangover. Bye. 